You're listening to The Kelly Cotrera Show. Thanks so much for being here. I think we just got used to the idea of getting cozy with the word gigafactory. That's a really, really big factory. And we're starting to embrace gigafactories here in North America. And we're hoping that our embracing of the EV gigafactories is going to make us a uh, leader when it comes to the electric vehicle renaissance. And uh, so we've thrown a lot of money at it. Stellantis and LG uh, Energy Solutions have, um, well, they they resumed their construction on their gigafactory out near London, um, or out near Windsor, rather, and there's one near London, too, but out near Windsor. And the company received $15 billion in both performance incentives from the federal government and the provincial governments to produce hundreds of thousands of batteries over the um, next 10 years. And... That's our money. And now we're hearing that a handful of temporary workers, maybe more than a handful from South Korea, have arrived in Windsor to staff up the new Stellantis electric vehicle battery plant. Here to talk about it is a man who's uh, in the know and uh, definitely has some stake in the matter here, Flavio Volpe. He's president of Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association and can speak to it from the uh, perspective of our uh, automotive parts manufacturers here in the province. Flavio, thanks so much for giving us some time. Thanks for having me on. You, you always have me on for the easy stuff. Do I? Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. you think <laughs> I mean, you're being facetious, aren't you? Of course. Yeah. How much did this surprise you to find out that approximately 1,600 South Korean workers will be working at the plant? Well, I think I had the same reaction as everybody else to that number. I just don't, um, I don't see how that's possible. I'll tell you why we see it a little bit differently here, but still calling for some clarity here. Yeah. If it's the case, it's not acceptable. But the plant will employ 2,500 people to make batteries over the next 20 years or so. Those, those, that $15 million you talked about will be against battery production. You make them, you'll earn the subsidy. If you don't make them, you don't. But the premise is these are Canadian jobs. Now, we just watched Unifor do a negotiation with Stellantis, the parent company, Unifor being the auto workers union, and that this plant is now included in their general contract. So, I mean, you know, when I think about the Lana Payne who runs Unifor and, um, David Cassidy, who runs the local down in Windsor, I don't see how they would have in any way uh, have agreed that this was uh, a good idea. And then uh, how could they do a collective bargaining agreement with foreign temporary work is kind of weird. That's why the number to me is weird. What we've seen happen in these types of investments is the, the technology that is required to make these batteries is a little bit different, right. like the actual tooling. And so you may bring in people from your head office to help set it up. But they are not the production workers. They are not the long-term engineers and managers and office staff. And so I'd like to see the same kind of clarity that you would. My inkling is these are people who are helping to set it up, especially because that factory lost uh, two or three months of their setup schedule when we were arguing over it in the summer. So instead of 12 months to set up or so, you know, we're looking at nine months. Okay. And I know that uh, what I have heard is if you cannot find a Canadian that can do the job, then you can look at uh, foreign workers. Uh, but this, th- I thought the same thing, Flavio. I thought, yeah. boy, that, that's going to be dropping the ball in a big way, especially when you're talking about, uh, you know, Canadian taxpayers' uh, funds here helping yeah. this plant become a reality. Is it not possible that these people are being brought in to train our workers in the meantime to get everything up and going? 
Well, we had Danny's Lee, who's the CEO of the Next Star facility. That's the that's what they call the joint venture between Stellantis and LG. Come to our conference. Our conference, our annual conference, is all parts makers, all those hundreds of companies that will have the other thousands of jobs that make these things to come and say. Uh, in the setup, we're going to bring in people from Korea, and then they have a similar plant up in Poland, and we're going to help get them set set up. I think we all heard that. That's been public for a year. I think the confusion for everybody today and the concern, the legitimate concern is, well, somebody said 1,600 workers, and that came from a meeting uh, with the uh, local, with the ambassador from South Korea, with uh, local officials. It is not... What you're talking about on work permits, what we call them, their LMIA, Labor Market Impact Assessment. It, what happens is if you've got a job, you can't find somebody local, mm-hmm. you fill in an application, and the Ministry of Immigration, the Citizenship and Immigration says, we'll grant you a one-year renewable permit to bring somebody in. There is nothing, there's a lot of sophisticated stuff in that plant, but there is nothing that from for all those long-term jobs can't and shouldn't be done by uh, Canadians, and they picked Windsor presumably because that's where that labor pool exists. Right. Um, by the way, the, they told us the plant would employ about uh, 2,500 people. Yeah. And if we are talking about uh, 1,600 uh, pe- of them being Korean workers, South Korean workers, then that's about 64% of the staff uh, taken by um, foreign uh, workers. Now, uh, with that in mind, uh, I want to know who you want to hear from. Who do you think has the answers that you need to uh, uh, be provided to you? Well, two things. I think it's very clear the answer just needs to come from the company. They're the, they're the ones with the hiring plans. The, the union will stop them. Uh, the federal government's uh, LMIA approval process, uh, is not, it's not a you apply for it, you get it. You apply for it, they do the assessment. If they assess that the, we have these people, then they won't get the allotment anyway. I think the company just needs to clarify that they are, in fact, uh, people who are setting up the plant, and then we'll return to where they are or to train the people here on how to set up the plant or to uh, handle these types of uh, materials. It's a little bit different than general manufacturing, but it's not unteachable. And so we really need to hear from the company. When do you expect those answers? Well, I imagine that if uh, if it was me, I'd have probably answered already today. So this should be imminent. We should be seeing that. Okay. Is it important, to, speaking of seeing things, uh, Colin DeMello from our uh, Queen's Park Bureau uh, Chief, he's our, our reporter with Global News. He was saying that he'd like to know what was what's in the contract. Do we need to see the contract? Should uh, the public have a right to know what is in that contract? Well, I think those contracts are all public. I think there's a process uh, for releasing them. I think that the, there's the only thing they redact is competitive confidentiality. Like, for example, what's the recipe for setting up the plant for maximum efficiency that they don't want exposed to? to their competitors, but I think the public has a, a right to see those terms. They, we, they generally get released, or people like Colin, who know what they're doing, uh, go and do a freedom of information request. One way or another, we're going to see it. That's why I think we just need to hear from the company. Okay, so you're not concerned, Flavio, right now? No, not until... Uh, if Dave Cassidy and Unifor and Lana Payne get concerned, then I'll be concerned, but frankly, I think the feds uh, will just reject uh, any large uh, uh, foreign hiring for jobs that we can do here. I... I really appreciate your perspective, and thanks for making yourself available. Anytime, Kelly. You have a great day. Flavio Volpe is president of Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association.